Welcome, welcome, welcome to Authentic as Fuck Conversations. Um, I'm super excited to be doing this. I want to introduce Melissa, my co-conversationalist today. So her and I met, uh, oh God, a while ago now in one of the coaching programs we were both doing. And it was one of those like, click, connect, yay, we're the same yep. kind of people. <laughs> um, so Melissa helps people build their business by getting in touch with their real story. So if you have a story that you want to tell that is why you do your business that you know is is deep and dark and nitty-gritty and the real story that's there melissa is your woman to talk to about it because we tend to hide that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um we tend to like sweep it under the carpet and we put on our professional armor and we focus on well let me be professional and these are the words that i can say and i can only tell people this and they can't know that that's personal and and i'm not about that and neither is melissa so if you're looking to get to the nope. real you and bring that to your business she is the woman to talk to awesome. but today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome um, because it's one of the things that impacts every single woman that I talk to. I only work with women um, and imposter syndrome impacts every single woman that I've ever worked with or that I've ever spoken to. And it, it shows up all the time. Um, it impacts me. It still impacts me. I teach about it and it still impacts me. In fact, I'm stuck right now in an imposter syndrome uh, shitstorm with my new program that's launching. So it's a really great time to be talking about this. Um, what I want to do, we're just going to have a conversation. Um, but what I would love to do, because I know when you, you and I were talking about it, you said imposter syndrome kind of like bit you in the ass last week. So let's talk Holy a little shit, bit about that yeah. and then we'll dive into talking yeah, about it. Yeah, so... It's tough and, and it's ugly to talk about because it involves uh, somebody close to me um, mm -hmm. and there are no hard feelings about it. What it was is it, it was a big smack in the face to me that I still had a lot of work to do. So um, the long story short is that I had not set proper expectations mm. and due to that, this person made a decision that negatively affected me, mm -hmm. which made me question what's wrong with me. Right. right. And it was business related. So it's like, what's wrong with me? What am I not doing right? What message yeah. am I not sending? Um, and on the back end, all it was, was her own excitement, you know, her own, her own desire to get as much in as possible, which I think we all do. Right. Oh, um, yeah. And she just is not experienced in this yet because she's not oh. full blown entrepreneur. And, and I didn't, again, I didn't set expectations. So oh. I, I set myself up for this shit but it didn't take the sting away. And if anything, it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Hmm. Because a lot of I wrote, yes, I wrote the fucking book on confidence and here I am like, am, am I really, am I, am I good enough? Am I good yeah. enough for this program? I mean, am I good? And on the back end, yeah, I really am. And it made me make some bigger decisions that I knew I was worth mm. um, to then again, prove to myself, you got this. Good for you. And I think that's really important. That's the first thing that I want to touch on around imposter syndrome is that, you know, like I, I have a. Uh... Oh, no, we lost Erin. <gasps> I bet she comes right back on, guys. So I'm going to fill the time since we're on Erin's face. I'm going to see if she messages me. Um, and I'm actually going to tell you how I met Aaron and we met on a similar coaches program. And it was this amazing woman who talks about the craziest things, right? So we met with her um, 
and during one of her programs, it came up that Erin was putting some uh, messages. Let me get her back in here. And I have no idea what happened. <laughs> but yeah. now I have this little story. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so Erin had said something about something being fucking true, and I was like, <gasps> she dropped the F-bomb, and I need to know more about her. So I reached out to her, and immediately the conversation we were having was such a good vibe. Like, it was comfortable being who you are, using the language you're used to using without feeling like you have to tiptoe around anything and just being real. And from then on, it was like, oh, new girl crush. New girl crush. <laughs> and then that was it. And we connected and here we are. So yeah. that was the story to fill the time. Oh, thank I don't know what happened. All of a sudden my phone was like, no, fuck you. You don't get to be in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's off. But what I was what I was saying before my phone so rudely interrupted um, is that it doesn't matter how much work we do. It doesn't matter how much we know. It doesn't matter how much we intellectually know. The shit is always gonna show up because we're human, right? It's always gonna bite us in the ass. There's always gonna be, so when you were talking about expectations, I'm like, yes, expectations, because we set such unrealistic expectations for ourselves, particularly around things like imposter syndrome or any of our mindset shifts. And so tell me if this sounds familiar to you or anybody listening. And if you're watching back on the replay, just like hashtag replay and leave your comments. And I do see we've got Jamie Elizabeth with us and she was cool. laughing. So clearly we've entertained Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> um, but if your expectation is that you're, you're gonna just overcome it, yeah, no, you're gonna you're setting yourself up for, for a lot of heartache. If your expectation is I will just never feel imposter syndrome, mm -mm, not gonna happen. Lies. If your expectation is I'm just I'm gonna develop confidence and then I will always be confident, no, that's not gonna happen either. So when we talk about this kind of stuff, it's not about okay, let's like excise that from your life and make sure it never exists again. We're talking about how do you develop more resilience. How do you develop better coping mechanisms? Because we all have coping mechanisms around this kind of stuff. Just a lot of the time, it doesn't serve us very well. So that's the goal is how do you develop better coping skills? How do you handle it better each time? How do you pull yourself out of it when it happens again? That's the, the first thing that I really want to talk about. And I'm talking more about this on my webinar on imposter syndrome that I'm doing, that I'm doing tomorrow too. Um, because those expectations, man, they fuck us all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you especially were just as women in business. If you've ever been in the corporate world, you know, I spent many years of my marketing and sales advertising in those big corporations. You know, mm -hmm. I worked with the big media companies mm -hmm. and my bosses. Typically, I had one cool female boss, but typically they were like the patriarchy, mm -hmm. you know, you're 50 to 60 something white guy that mm -hmm. I felt like I could never be looked at seriously by right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i spent my entire corporate career being looked at like and i've always had i was either blonde or purple or at one point i was blonde and pink and my personality i wear it uh -huh. and it made it even more hard for them to take me seriously and it took me a long time to realize that was their problem not mine and it wasn't until i was an entrepreneur and i realized i make my money because i wear my personality that I was like, oh, so this is their bullshit problem, not mine. Yeah. But that was just yeah. one, that's just one piece yeah. of, you know, one yeah. ev one event where yeah. imposter syndrome got me. But you know that, like, I really want to dig into that. And again, I go more into my webinar, but the imposter syndrome is systemic. 
right? Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things, like if I can bust one myth for someone, if the only thing you take away from this live is this thing, then it's a fucking win, that you're not broken. You don't have imposter syndrome because you're broken or there's something wrong with you. Like it is literally built into all of our systems. Um, and the patriarchy is one of them. And the, the reason that it is built into the patriarchal system is that in order for those old white men that you were talking about to stay in power, because they're the ones who have the power and the money mm -hmm. and, and right now in, within the system, and in order for them to keep that power and money, they have had to find a way to make everybody else believe that we can't do it. Facts. Facts, because absolutely. And they do it in the, in the tiniest of ways. Yeah. You know, anywhere from that very quiet, subtle, was that sexual harassment? Right. Did you just hit on me? Mm -hmm. Did you just atone my value to what I look like? Yeah. yeah. And so, then because and mm -hmm. when I was working uh, for a large agency in Atlanta, mm. I was one of the only people that dressed up in the office. Okay. And I would go to the office in four inch heels, hair done, makeup every day, because that's how I grew up. You know, my mom was a cosmetologist my whole life. So I'm like the fat beauty queen. It is my pride. It's what mm -hmm. I am. Okay. And I was pulled aside multiple times and said, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to dress up for work, male patriarchy. And I'm thinking, is this because I threaten you? I right. threaten you because I don't want to. I don't want to just be in yoga pants and, and right. because I, I prefer, I like to stand out. Is that a problem? Mm -hmm. um, and to the fact that I wanted to come in as my best self was a negative right. was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to fight around that. Like, why, why would they ask me this? And, you know, of course I was like, am I, are my skirts too short? Are my heels too high? Is my hair too big? And then I just realized again, another one of those events I had to say, I don't fucking care. Cause when I, go into work. I feel good. When I leave work, I feel good. And it's about me, not yep. you. Yep. And that's, that's one of the ways that the, like imposter syndrome is built into the patriarchal systems in that we are conditioned as women to see our value and what we look like, right? To, and, and if our brain space is being taken up by why, why is what I wear a problem? Is this okay? Is this appropriate? Is, is my skirt too short? Is my hair too big? Like our, when our brain space is taken up with that stuff, we're not focusing on the stuff that's moving us forward. We're not focusing on the stuff that's making us money and building our empires, right? We're right. focusing on the length of our skirt. And when we're shamed for that kind of stuff, it does start feeding it because this conditioning happens on such a subtle level and it happens everywhere right? It is fucking everywhere. And so even when you're aware of it, the messaging is still being absorbed by our brains because our brains absorb messages just from things we see. It doesn't have to be a direct, someone say to you, your hair is too big or your skirt is too short. Like we get the messaging everywhere. And when we're worried about what we look like, we are not focused on doing the things that we can do as kick-ass businesswomen. And we're not, we're not attracting the people that need us. Totally. Yep. We have to, you have to fight through whatever I call it an event because it's constant, right? Mm -hmm. I have a couple a year and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. It sucks. 
and it does take me out of my mm -hmm. mental game for a couple oh. weeks every time mm -hmm. while I work through it, mm -hmm. but you're stronger after. But when you go through those events, really hone into what caused it, what was the yep. trigger, how did you get yep. past it? Because that's your next, that's your next client, your next customer's lesson that maybe you can help them before they have to learn that one. Right, totally. So, and I want to just, uh, Jamie Elizabeth said that she, <laughs> I remind her of Penelope from Criminal, Criminal Minds. And I love that because I love her hair. <laughs> so, thanks, Jamie. Um, but yeah, imposter syndrome is my most, my most unfavorite thing. Yep. Um, and we're going to be talking about other stuff in the coming weeks, but this mm -hmm. is the one that literally stops revenue in its tracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, right because, sorry, right no, after? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it stops revenue in its tracks because our entire brain space gets taken up with it and the, the mental space of fighting against it or trying to soothe it or buying into it, depending, right? Depending on where we're at in our process. Cause I'm exactly the same as you. I will have, you know, few times a year where it, it's like, it's like flu season, right? It's imposter syndrome season. It comes in and it knocks me on my ass for two weeks. Knocks me on my ass for two to, four weeks and I'm like moving through, just like you're talking about moving through it, figuring it out. But then so much brain space is taken up on that. But here's the thing, what ends up happening is we end up operating from a place of panic when we're in imposter syndrome. We don't end up making good decisions. We don't end up making, um, because we don't see things clearly because our filter is one of fear, our filter is one of shame, our filter is one of not good enough. And so every fucking decision that we make is based on that, right? Unless we know how to pull ourselves out of it or get the help when we need to in that moment. Because yeah, then we're running around panicking. And for me, it used to be, um, I wasted so much fucking money on Facebook ads when I was in imposter syndrome place. Cause I was like, okay, I'm just gonna run another ad and I'll bring people in and then like, didn't, didn't target the ad properly didn't look at it well didn't do my landing page well it was just like this panic mode and then I would throw away thousands of dollars and just be like and then of course that feeds into the imposter syndrome right and then right. it's like see yeah. I can't even run ads properly now and blah 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 yeah I've proved I can't do it uh -huh. <laughs> right? yep because every thing, every little thing that we do that comes from that place of panic or fear proves that that story right and that's, you know, and that's the biggest part. It puts you in fear. And as mm. a kick-ass businesswoman, as somebody that deserves to be paid what she's worth, you can't operate in fear. I operated in fear and I didn't realize this, but I was operating in fear since January, um, mm -hmm. back when I first started following uh, the woman that we both know and love, mm -hmm. um, because I was, I was okay with making these small investments, right? I was making mm -hmm. small investments, figuring I can piece it all together. I'll figure it out. I'm a smart girl. But that wasn't, that was the excuse, right? That was my excuse. Mm -hmm. My reason for not investing was I wasn't seeing myself as worthy as spending yep. eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 on a coach. But yep. in my head, I knew when I looked around at the people that were getting beyond me, that's what they were doing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. boy, what's it like to have the ability to spend that right now during a pandemic? Mm -hmm. But that's not it when you know you need it right? You, you hurt, you have pain, you go to the doctor, you pay them, you have to, or you use your insurance, you pay your copay. Well, unless you live in Canada, in which we don't have to pay for that because, you okay, know, socialized so medicine lovely. and all that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but I hear you. It doesn't make your point any less valid. You're absolutely right. Yep. Um, so one of the things that I did in this last, this last um, season of imposter syndrome is I, I did the work and I figured mm. out where it stemmed from. And that's how I realized, oh, since January. So I whipped out my credit card and I said, it's time. 
It's not. And that was what I needed to do to pull myself out of that event. Yep. So that I'm really excited for your um, workshop tomorrow, actually, mm. because I don't want to be stuck again for two yeah, weeks. You know, place. I don't want to be in a place where I'm sitting in bed with a glass of wine, <laughs> reading all my reviews because they're so good. So why aren't I good enough? <laughs> like, oh man, I hear you. Doing. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> That right there, there's two things I want to talk about. So I'm going to put a pin in that one and come back to it because I want to go back to a point you said like operating from a place of fear because feeling fear and operating from a place of fear are not the same thing. And a lot of people get that really confused. Um, and again, we have this expectation that we shouldn't be afraid. Like we see that everywhere in the fucking toxic positivity culture. Ooh, that should be one of the things we talk about in, on this thing is toxic positivity. But we see that everywhere in the toxic positivity culture, don't be afraid to try. Don't be scared, just blah, blah. And that's bullshit because fear is always gonna be there. But we don't have to let the fear make our decisions. Right? right. So it's about it's about acknowledging the fear and accepting that the fear is there instead of being like, no, I'm just not gonna be afraid. Yeah, because that doesn't fucking work. Right? So we gotta accept that it's there, acknowledge that it's there. Cool, the fear is there. Also, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna still make decisions when I'm afraid? How am I still gonna have action? Like, what do I need to do? And what, like what you just mentioned is one of the biggest fucking things you can do, which is getting help, right? Whether that's from a coach um, or a therapist or you know a program that you're in. And I love the point that you made because I see this all the time with people. They, they really want help, but they'll only invest like that much financially in themselves. Um, yeah. And it's a worth thing and it's a value thing. And it's the fear of what if I'm not worth this? What if I can't make this work? But that's the shit of it is the way to prove that story wrong is to do the exact thing you're afraid of. Because once you invest that much money in yourself, you've already, you've just proved to yourself that you're worth it by yeah, that one brings, action. That brings me to your, when you said, um, you know, we had this conversation before about mm -hmm. the faking it till you make it, right? Mm -hmm. And your thought process around that was exactly the opposite. <laughs> and it was such a, like a head knocker, you know, that, that part where you said, no, you don't fake it till you make it. You do the big scary thing. And yep. then you're not faking it. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yes, yes. And toxic positivity. I hadn't heard that word before you. And that was another one that spun me on my axis. I was like, yes. Yeah. No, I don't want to be fucking happy today. I got some shit to do that I'm not happy about. Yep. Um, so now when I see those, those posts of be brave or, I, I buy into them in, in a different way now. Instead mm, yep. of just be brave and do the scary thing, it's like be brave to do the work. Mm -hmm. Be brave to invest in yourself. Be brave mm -hmm. to look inside so you can move through it. So it's a different thought process. It's yep. also empowering because Isn't I get to decide uh -huh. if I'm good enough. Yeah. I make the decision, not yep. anybody else. Yep. And the cool thing about it too, and I, I work on this a lot with my clients is um, that we actually, we control everything about ourselves. We control our thoughts. We control our feelings. We control our behavior. Now we live in a society where we're, we're taught that we don't, right? We're taught that other people make us feel things. Other people are responsible for how we feel. But that empowerment of recognizing that whatever is happening, whatever fear is there, we can do something different. Like that was 
fucking life changing for me when I learned that, that my behavior doesn't have to match my, my feelings. I'm allowed to feel what I feel, but I can also make a totally different decision on what I'm going to do. Just because I'm afraid doesn't mean that I have to get into bed with Netflix and avoid the world and not, you know, invest in myself and, you know, not do the scary thing. I can be afraid. That's valid. I can feel that. And I can do the thing that I'm afraid of doing at the same time. Those two things can exist at the same time. Absolutely. And, and, and we're not taught that. We're nope. absolutely not taught that. It takes mm -hmm. coaches like you who work specifically with trauma, you know, and, and what that looks like on the other yep. side of even when you are in the healing process, yeah. you know, you have all these things that still come up. No, I look back at all the stuff, you know, mm -hmm. that I've gone through and I know that I'm on the better end of it now, mm -hmm. but I also know that, you know, every once in a while something's going to come up and it's going to be directly correlated to something that happened that I thought, oh, I thought I'd gotten over that. No, nope, yep. not quite yet. Now we yep. have this, but yep. you have to sit with it for a minute. You do. You have to sit with it and you have to get, and you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Especially like with imposter syndrome, because those voices, that voice of not good enough, that what I call your itty bitty shitty committee is really loud, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been there your entire fucking life and we haven't even realized it's there our entire life. So that it's been running amok in our head, controlling things for your entire fucking life. Right. And so in order to start shifting that, you have to get really comfortable being in that shit. And that's another yeah. thing we're not taught. Our world tells us, Oh, if it feels bad, don't do it. If it feels uncomfortable, put some food on top of that feeling. Put some Numb alcohol it. on top of that feeling. Binge watch Netflix. Go over exercise. Have sex with someone. I'm not saying any of those things are bad, right, on their own. But when they're used as an avoidance or a numbing thing, yeah, it's not great. And that's what we're taught to do in our world. We are not taught to just sit in the uncomfortable and just be scared. We are not taught to just sit in the uncomfortable and feel like an imposter. We're not taught to do that. But when you can learn how to do that, it actually takes the power away because you sit in that fear and you're like, oh, this is all it is. Huh. Look at that. <laughs> I'm sitting in this uncomfort and I didn't die. I'm sitting in this you know, discomfort and the world didn't end. I'm, I'm looking at this thing that I'm so fucking terrified of. Oh, that's all it is. Cool. I can still go do that thing. That's yep. where the power comes from. And when you're a coach or a consultant or a business owner and you're doing that openly and you're mm -hmm. not trying to hide the shit that you're going through, you allow people the ability to also be vulnerable in your space, yep. which creates a much okay. bigger connection, which turns into higher ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it turns into people will pay more to do business with you and, and they, trust pay you. More, they trust you and they will do better work when working with you because then they believe in themselves. Yep. And, and there's the safe space for them to feel whatever is there. Right. If you're, this is why like the whole white woman coaching sphere makes me fucking crazy because it's so full of like all of this 
toxic positivity, fluffy crap of just like, look how perfect my life is. It used to be hard, but now it's perfect. And I've got like this new car and this new house and I just bought a boat. I got a helicopter and you know, and you can do it too if you just stop being afraid. And then so, makes me fucking <laughs> You just hit, oh my gosh, ding, 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 ding. I wish I had a bell. Like uh, maybe I'll get one for our next episode. Ding, 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 <laughs> something on the head because when that imposter syndrome happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago, Part of the reason why is when that decision was made to choose when it came to spend money with someone else, even after experiencing my side of it as a friend and, and, and helping to build this amazing thing, I went to the... I did what I tell people not to, right? I think you do stupid shit. We all do that. Right? So I went to the other coaches page to take a look. And you know what it was? All those meticulously posed yep. photographs of I'm at the cafe having yep. a coffee. Yep. I'm, you know, I'm by the pool. I'm, and it is all those perfect pictures that I'm sorry, but the past year, nobody has those fucking pictures right now. Mm. And if you're dressing like that every day to be at your house to take pictures, it's just so not authentic. And that's when I said that, I think that's when I kicked myself in the ass. Mm. And I said, oh, it was just another, it, I don't, I don't care if I'm offensive. It's just another cookie cutter. It's right. just another cookie cutter. So that's yeah. not my, that's not my client anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll never be that person. person. I wear yeah. heels. I love to dress up, but when I'm working with someone, that's not the person you're getting. You're going to get right. the, this hair, right? This makeup, but you're getting my sweatshirt. You're yep. getting my branded merchandise. You're getting yep. stuff with messages. You're getting me in a, uh, whatever is comfortable for me to think my hair sometimes yeah. is up in a friggin' top knot during some of my most expensive client meetings, because yeah. you are paying for my brain. You are yep. paying for who I am. Yep. You're not paying for my fucking Jimmy choose and mm -hmm. you're not paying for my goddamn Tahari skirt. Right. You know, I use those for corporate business meetings, but you're paying me for what you're going to get. And that is, results and yeah. those are not proven by how I dress or where I'm sitting or what coffee I'm drinking, even though. <laughs> and you know, though, there's a really good point, like those things. Now, you know, for some people, the all of those things are part of their authentic package, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, more power to you. But if that is not what's really a part of who you authentically are, and that's the shit that you're focusing on, that also that feeds imposter syndrome it right? does the stuff that we focus i call it our professional armor so it's the whatever it happens to be for some people it's 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 you know makeup and clothes for some people it's a certain way of talking for some people it's never getting on video just putting out like professional text or it can look different in so many ways but when we focus on what our image looks like rather than are we adding value? Are we helping people? Are we doing the job that we love to do? Are we doing the work that feeds our soul? Are we doing the hard things? Because let me tell you something. It would be so much fucking easier for me to go out there and be another fluffy white woman coach where I just told everybody to do yoga every fucking day and, you know, have a great morning routine and your life will be so easy. And I charge you a bunch of money and didn't give a shit. Right. That would be easy Absolutely. for me to do. But when you show up in the my passion is 
my people are. This is what's important. This is the message that I have. That's hard. But that is the stuff that fights against imposter syndrome, right? Because as the, the more we buy into that we need to look a certain way, ask yourself, where's that messaging coming from? Says who? Who says you have to look that way? Right. Because if, if like you're saying, you enjoy it and you personally like it, tick, great, keep doing it. But if you're doing it because, well, I can't possibly go on camera without makeup, because why? Or I can't possibly wear a t-shirt that says smash the patriarchy on a live video. Why? Who are you worried is going to have a negative response to that? Really get honest with yourself about that because if your focus is on what everybody else is thinking, you're feeding into your imposter syndrome because you're not being true to yourself and you're giving all this evidence as to why that voice in your head is right. So true. Absolutely. And I, I do feel like I, I personally, that was one of the things I did. I was looking at what these other white women coaches were doing and I'm like, that's not who I am. And that's mm -hmm. why it was so hard for me to make that click. Yep. And when it finally did happen, and like I said, that last event shifted everything mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I went from being, you know, be authentic, be, be who you are, be which I'm all about to becoming the fat beauty queen. Because yeah. really, that is the basis of everything I am. It's one of the things women aren't women aren't happy about the word fat. You know, I, mm. I said something about and this fat girl, and she's like, "Don't call my friend fat on my page." Because and I, I being her friend, I was like, "No, no, no stop acting Why? like that's a bad word." Exactly. Why do you think I'm, there's something wrong with? I that? have purple hair. I'm a fat girl. It's mm -hmm. it's not an ugly word. Mm -hmm. It's, it's word. not. And until. And that, that's when I realized that's where my zone is, is you have to be real about mm -hmm. being okay with what someone else would think is your not greatest trait. Yep. But it is. It's where yep. my power comes from, yep. which means I can't look to the side of me because yep. a lot of these other coaches are portraying this, the perfect, what you would see in, you know, the Forbes magazine spread. And it's not yep. who I am. Yep. It's not, well, and I don't want it to be. I wouldn't want the pressure of that. No, and social and media. To feel it. Nope, and social media fucks with us like that, right? Because Big everybody time. is putting this like perfect picture out, and it's one of the reasons why I very intentionally and deliberately never wear makeup when I, well, not never, very seldomly wear makeup when I do videos or like I'm on on TikTok now and I don't wear makeup because I don't wear makeup in general. Like I never have. Um, so I'll wear makeup every now and then because, hey, today's a day I feel like dressing up a little bit. But that happens like, I don't know, once every eight months or so. <laughs> but it's one of the reasons why, because I want to normalize um, that we don't have to look a certain way to have an important message. And I think that's, that's and I'm gonna talk more, like I give a whole bunch of like my top 10 tips for getting rid of imposter syndrome in the webinar tomorrow. Um, but one of them is be really mindful of who you are following on social media. Be really mindful. What groups are you in? Whose stuff comes up on your page? What are you looking at every day? Because again, we've got that subconscious messaging happen that even if we don't realize it, we're comparing ourselves. We're comparing ourselves physically. We're comparing our businesses. We're comparing our message. We're comparing what we do. We're comparing how often we post. We're comparing fucking everything. And if you're not mindful and aware of that, you're basically beating the shit out of yourself every fucking day, all day long as you're scrolling through social media. So, and it's, it has a massive impact. So unplug from the people that don't 
that aren't your people. Unplug from the people that don't feed the message that helps you move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, and it is, as women, it is so hard. And, and yeah. I, I'm sure that men on some level deal with an imposter syndrome here yeah, or there. They do. But as women, like you said, it's systemic. Yeah. It's fucking systemic. Yeah. And we need each other to get through this. So again, I'm, I'm so excited for tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I've been talking about I it for like I have got those tools for you. Um, what I'm actually going to do, I'm going to post a link in the comments here. So for people who aren't registered for tomorrow and who want to come along and join the conversation too, then um, uh, they can do that. They can register through the link. But yeah, because I've got those tools. Because what we're going to talk about is um, – well, like where it comes from. So we talked about this being systemic. We touched briefly on it. I'm going to go into a whole bunch more detail about the different systems where it comes from um, and sneaky ways that it shows up as well that we don't always recognize it as imposter syndrome. And then my top 10 tips for what the fuck to do about it. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you for having me on. I can't yeah, wait thank you. next week. What yes. was next week? I don't know. Ooh, I think perfectionism. There we go. <laughs> That's what next week is. Perfectionism. Awesome. Perfectionism. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I got some shit to say about that. All right. Well, cool. I want to, I'm going to jump in here in the comments real quick and just, um, uh, Parminder said she just unplugged from another load of Facebook groups and pages and it was liberating. Oh yeah. I have to do you. that. Thanks Parminder. Uh -huh. Uh, Rachel Forday, this this must be your client. Yep. I remember when I was worried about my hair not working on videos because of it, and I wore a hat and it was fine. Right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be a dick to your dog shirt in a client meeting, <laughs> Jamie. Right? That's awesome. I <laughs> love that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for spending cool. some of your lunch with us. This yeah. Thanks fun. for hanging out. And um, we'll be back next week. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cool. Have a great day, Erin. Bye, too. all. Bye.